Some days I just want to float on my back in a cool lake, soak up the sun but not the heat, allow the world to be muffled through the water and find peace. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Never have I had a summer where I have fantasized about paddling on a calm lake on a sunny day as much as I have this summer. In late June, when I was leading an outdoor girls' camp wearing not one but three wool layers and squinting not because of the bright sun but because the fog was so thick I was having a hard time figuring out if my fellow camp leader was standing on the other side of the field or if it was just a mirage, I found myself imagining all the possible ways I would take advantage of the sunshine if it ever returned. Leisurely beach or hammock reading? Sunset picnics and sundresses? Swimming? When the news came out that June 2023 was one of the rainiest on record in Maine in over a quarter century, at least I felt justified in my craving for sunshine. And one of the things I was really missing was a slow paddle on a quiet lake, listening to the low call of a bullfrog, the buzzing flutter of dragonfly wings, and seeing the leathery, floating leaves and beautiful flowers of a water lily. Do you remember the first time you encountered a lily pad? Was it in real life or in a cartoon that featured a frog sitting on one? I can't remember myself, but I do know that when I hear lily pad, I think frog sitting on one. Which is odd, because I know for sure that I've never actually seen a frog sitting on a lily pad. Dragonflies, damselflies, and spiders, yes, but definitely never a frog. Though evidently frogs do indeed rest on lily pads on occasion. That's a bucket list nature sighting for me. Maine has seven species of water lilies in the Nymphiaceae family. Nymph refers to the nymphs of Greek mythology, the feminine spirits of water bodies. This family of aquatic flowering plants includes about 70 species around the world. They are characterized by having large floating leaves and flowers attached by long stems through freshwater ponds and lakes to rhizomes that are rooted in the soft soil below. These fleshy rhizomes store nutrients and spread horizontally in the lake bed. Arguably Maine's most captivating water lily, the fragrant water lily, Nymphaea odorata, has several layers of white or sometimes pink petals. The outermost ones forming the base of the flower can be up to four inches long. Each subsequent layer of petals leading towards the center of the flower has petals shorter than the last. In the center of the flower is a cluster of bright yellow, pollen-producing stamens. Look for these flowers to be open in the cooler parts of the day, morning and evening. They close during the hottest afternoon hours. The round, leathery, floating leaves can be up to 10 inches wide with a triangular notch that appears to have been cut out. In addition to creating ideal resting places for insects and frogs, these lily pads offer ideal hiding places for fish and other aquatic critters below. The shade they create also keeps the water from getting too warm during the hottest parts of summer. Their fleshy rhizomes are an important wildlife food, especially for water-loving mammals like muskrat, beavers, and moose. After the flowers have passed and offer fruits full of seeds, waterfowl eat those. Water lilies can even sequester heavy metals from the aquatic ecosystems where they grow. Food, beauty, shade, pollution control, and resting places. What an impressive list of offerings from this lovely group of plants. So the next time you're exploring a quiet lake or pond with water less than eight feet deep during the morning or evening, you can be on the lookout for a blooming water lily. Can you spot anyone resting on a floating leaf or a pollinator inside the flower? 
Perhaps you could do as many nice things for your local ecosystem today as that water lily does every day. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. You can also reach out to us to suggest a topic for a future episode. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. Phonology.